and welcome to the Gobbledygook Podcast. Hello. We are back again for the last time before we come back in September because it is the end End of of the season. And today we're just going to be going over some of the most memorable moments. Season recap. Yeah, That's a nice way to it. Season recaps. Um, if our ideas have changed around it, um, what we like speaking about, speaking about the must, ma- the must, the must, the most, um, and some of the episodes that we got the most reaction from, like the most controversial ones. But let's take it all the way back to the beginning with the episode that was called what, Liz? Twenty something. Twenty something. Leave me alone. I'm a twenty something. Right. What were we talking about in that? What were we talking right. about then? Jamie Cullum. <laughs> it's actually not Jamie Cullum. Oh no, it isn't. He took it from another person. Okay. Irrelevant. <laughs> okay, so in that episode, we were talking about um, where we're at in our lives, how we felt mm, coming out of uni, how we thought our lives were going to be at this age. And yeah, that's, that pretty much summarizes up the episode. So I feel like I've come a long way since then. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the circumstances surrounding the lockdown hasn't been great, but I... I'm very glad it happened just because I've had like a lot of self-improvement. I've started hobbies. I would have never have started if life was normal. I remember saying in an episode, Mm. I think, um, that I felt a bit lost. I didn't really know what to do. I mean, I still don't know what I want to do with my life, but I don't feel so lost. Fair enough. If that makes sense. I know what I have to do. I need to figure it out. And that's a journey in itself. So, yeah. But um, that's all I have to say. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, 20 something I remember thinking I was kind of if I remember correctly I was thinking over life choices and ideas around university and I think we kind of all were shared collective response to being 20 somethings or 20 year olds 20 something year olds and it was kind of that the same the ideas that you held when you were younger you kind of felt like you would have them they, they would come into fruition in your 20s and that's not necessarily always the case and it can sometimes be quite depressing or kind of just kind of what's another word for it depressing is a bit overwhelming a bit overwhelming I would say right now that I, I think I go through ma- I'm less pessimistic about the future mm. I mean I worry about it still but even from the beginning I guess it's probably just working and creating opportunities for myself just in terms of ideas I've had that I've able, been able to um, execute execute that hasn't given me a sense of hope and not to say I was hopeless before but more hope mm. and that you kind of can if you really want something you can start the journey <laughs> That sounds so cliche, but I mean, you can start the journey at whatever point. It doesn't have to be a specific point. And we're all talking very ambiguously right now. But um, it reminds me of what dad used to say. It reminds me of what dad used to say when we were younger, even whether we were writing an essay or we had an assignment or we had to do something we didn't like. He'd say, look at it as an excursion. It's a journey. It's a new discovery. Yeah. And I think that's how you have to look at life. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to look at it as a journey that when you're going on an excursion, then you may come across things that you don't like Mm. or scare you a bit or don't go according to plan. But you're looking in to the future with expectancy, hope and like a, a vibrancy for life. Yeah. And so I think for me, I, I, I always, when I feel myself becoming low or a bit helpless, mm. I always keep on thinking, Leah, I always sometimes remind, try and think of people, you know, and you hear these stories of people become successful and they're like, what would you tell your 16 year old self? And then they give this story of like, I don't know, when they were broke living in a car. I'm not saying I'm broke living in some car. But I mean, they came from a point of hopelessness, but something happened where life wasn't so hopeless. And I don't know, that might just be like a, a tiny a minority of the population. And life isn't hopeless. But I just, I just feel that I don't know. Probably it's just been the 
lockdown that's helped me become more self-reflective and probably just more hopeful and just thinking more, having time for yourself, having time for your thoughts, not mm. rushing around. You can plan more mm. and you can be more centered. And also, I think it's the fact that less people are outside and showing off their lives, mm. like they're literally performatively living their lives for other people's um, consumption. consumption. Yeah. There's less competition even, not even for success, but to live or relevancy yeah like people are oh i don't know if that's true i feel like well maybe maybe it is now but i feel like the beginning of lockdown everyone was like i'm doing this i'm like being really um amazing with my time like i'm doing twelve thousand things Mm. i'm going to teach myself twelve thousand things oh that's so true but i mean as in people weren't necessarily like i'm here i'm here i'm here it was of what people are going to say and i don't know i kind of felt comfort and that people saying they were going to do this, this and that because I feel like most people have plans like everyone has plans that they want to execute and because it felt like a collective thing that was happening at the same time it felt almost felt like we were all in this together and it reminded me of everyone's humanity rather than their just their status in society so I've I found this since the 20 somethings episode I feel like I'm a lot more positive hopeful and that you can kind of take the reins of your life and um, you can kind of start moving the ship so yeah I would say the same thing. I remember, I think I said I was a lot more hopeful than I had been. But now I don't feel, the weight of the future doesn't feel as, as heavy on my shoulders yeah. anymore. Okay. It's, it's bearable. Really? Yeah, and I don't know why, but I feel it's something I, I can, I've got my boxing gloves on ready for it now. Like, whereas before I felt like I'd just been slammed around the head with it and like, like oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm just like, no, nah, I can do this. You're going to take a couple of shots, but I'm going to take a couple of shots as well. And like, it's not. I'm not always going to feel like that. Mm. But everything seems a lot more possible and I feel like I have options in my hands that I can utilise. Right. All is not perfect. I still worry about certain things. But I, I'm blessed to have like a good group. I've got amazing friends, obviously. Mm. And who are all really intelligent, really smart, all got their stuff going on, who have been a great encouragement to me as well. And so seeing what they can do or seeing what they have done, what they're doing, has been an inspiration to me. And also just have an affirmation. Guys, I feel like everyone needs to do that sometimes. I think people underestimate the power of encouragement and affirmation no, within honestly. friend groups. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even mm. self-affirmation, mm. I've learned that's really important. I yeah. Agree with you. yeah, everything. But I even think between, and I say this to like people, friends or best friends or sisters, like you never know what the next person next she's going through or where they need to be told look you've got this or look you can you're 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 really intelligent you're really smart you're really beautiful or you're going to be amazing and i think people underestimate how powerful words are and how powerful just a helping hand is or like someone looking your own be like you may be going through an issue right now but you're going to get through the through this all those things can help so i think all of those things has happened over these past when did we do our first episode um end of jan end of jan six months that's all helped and i'm very grateful grateful to god for that actually yeah 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 and then we had which was another really good one the next episode was bye bye megan and harry and then after that was you're blocked and after that you're cancelled or maybe not uh well we know that <laughs> megan and harry that's it's kind of become relevant again just because prince andrew's become a token point again no is they're not relevant there because of that they're rele- did you watch the video that prince harry Black 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 yeah he's such a you've got to love it He's such a babe, man. You gotta love Harry. And little Megs. Little Megs. Little Megs. <laughs> little Megs. <laughs> yeah. I stand. They're the most, well, two of the most sensible 
seeming people. I mean, I want to say they are sensible, but you don't really know what goes on behind closed doors. Well, she doors. did marry into the royal family, so I don't know how sensible that is, but yeah. They don't like distance themselves from what's going on, as so many of the other royal family members tend to do. I, my my um, viewpoints on them are the same, to be honest. <laughs> I stand. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't stand don't, anyone, but I stand. Yeah, yeah. Um, Megan and Harry, good on them. <laughs> good on you, Harry. Good on Harry. He always knew what women he was going to choose. It was written African. in... The- I'm joking. She's Only not she's quite. not. Oh, <laughs> and Harry's just about it, isn't it? He's just about it. He actually is. Yeah, his mother marked him. What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> okay, next topic. <laughs> um, you're blocked. Actually... <laughs> I have an update since Ooh, that episode. Do you tell? Um, so, obviously, I'm not going to mention names because I didn't in the first. Say the names. Say yes. my name, say my name. Why would I? Why would I? When no do one that? is around you. Shut up, man. Um, say, baby. Anyway, um, I have actually rekindled a friendship. I did no it. Way. How After did you block? Block at the block. Block block at the. So, you resurrected a friendship? I did. So as your views on blocking change, but you unblock. Yeah, I unblocked shortly after I blocked her anyway. Hair <laughs> <laughs> a lot of anxious. <laughs> I do you know what I can know. My views on blocking friends have changed. My views on, on blocking men is the same. Okay. <laughs> do you want to unpack that for us? <laughs> Sometimes you just have to block men that try to enter your life for no reason to waste your time. Block. Don't give them the time of day. Block. <laughs> Did you give someone the time of day he wasted your day? Did someone waste your day? (laughs) Okay. I'm moving swiftly. No, 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 I'm not done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, okay. Seriously. Mm -hmm. With friends, um, and this has actually been part of my self-reflection, I think um, I used to be very quick to... Once I'd made up my mind about something, I was very quick to like, okay, that's what I want to do. That's what I'm doing. Mm. And um, I think it's very important to hear the other person out. Even if you've made up your mind, Mm. I think giving someone the chance to voice their opinion because is important because you never know what they're going through you never know how they see the situation because sometimes the way a situation plays out in your head is different to what actually happened because you know sometimes your brain is just Mm. like Mm -hmm. especially when you're angry Mm. so clouded yeah exactly that's the exact word um so i think (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) Isn't that from Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Barbosa. What are you doing? What are you doing? Carry on, Lizzie. I was listening to what you were saying. I think it's very important to not... Okay, obviously, depending on the circumstances, because I can't just say, like, some people don't deserve to just be blocked like that, because it really depends on what they do. But I think the circumstances for that has to be very dramatic. In most cases, I think take a minute... Mm a week however long you need to step back and process everything and then come back and have a conversation about it i think communication is very important between mm. friends and family but as i said before when it comes to men if they're wasting up your time block them i who cares yeah Fair yeah, yeah. Block no, i agree men are actually wastes of space well, no oh, i don't know if i agree with that <laughs> certain men are waste of space okay yeah i don't know i kind of changed my opinion well to an extent i think if i think you should only block someone if they are 
uh, owl. <laughs> Sorry. I just am going to get a sentence right. Oh you should only block someone if they are. are. I think if someone, don't, if they don't want to change, if, they, if, not, if they're not willing to comp for compromise mm. in the French. You want to do that again? <laughs> it's not to comp compromise. <laughs> Uh, if someone's not willing for compromise in a friendship or in a relationship, mm. then I do think that might need to be a point where you block or at least you, you dead a friendship. Sometimes in friendship, you can end up constantly giving yourself, giving of yourself. And, you, and you're constantly doing that and you're denying your, I hate that, your truth, because that's become so cliche. You're, you're denying like your, who you really are. You're constantly centering yourself so the other person is offended or you're centering yourself because the other person's hypersensitive even. Mm. If you're constantly doing it and the person can't even return that favour to you, like they have such a high standard for you, but yet themselves they aren't doing it and then they can't admit when they're wrong and you genuinely feel drained from that friendship and you, you're constantly giving of yourself and they do nothing in return, then block, block. Block. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Actually, I'm not block. I hate the word block. Take a break. Fizzle. Remove yourself. Fizzle. Remove yourself from the situation. situation. Yeah. That's it. Until the person is. Do you think in a situation like that it can be redeemed? Yes. It can but be redeemed. And what? Like, person, what has to happen? The for person has to, to have a, has to have a realization. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It can most definitely be redeemed. That's why I think I wouldn't say in that case block that person. Just to step say, away. Step away. Yeah. Give a person redeem. Not give them a space. Say I need space, and you need to. I think you need to lay out. What you dislike about them, what they're doing, and what, how it's affecting them. And if they're not willing to listen, you get away from the situation. And it's, that's it. The thing is, I think we need to remember as well that some friendships are actually only meant for a season. Like they're yes. meant, they come into your life to teach you something. And once you've learned that lesson, then you don't need, not that you don't need them anymore, but, but they, they don't add anything mm. else to your life. And sometimes the situation, the lesson is good, sometimes the lesson is bad. So I think a lot of people, they try to cling on to friendships just because it's a friendship or they've known that person for a long amount of time but you what I think before you decide to remove someone from your life you actually just need to sit down and think like are they adding anything to my life and then if the answer is no um does every ad friendship need to add to your life I would say so okay I mean it doesn't have to be like in a way of like pouring into you but like you know there's some people you just have fun with there's mm. some people that actually add substance to you mm. know what your friendships are exactly yeah, yeah. That's, That's very true. true. I'm trying to. Do I? Um, do I know what my friendships are? I think I do. Do you know what my friendships are? Yeah. I think it's always good to remember that sometimes the people who you create distance with just because they are dealing with their stuff is that they're dealing with their stuff as well. Like I think, and some people may dislike me. Think I think like this always needs to be an element of grace that still can be extended if that person if that person is going through is going through some yeah, stuff. No, yeah, no, I definitely agree. Because obviously everyone deals with things yeah. differently mm. and someone losing their job can mm. make them act out in ways you wouldn't act out. So it's just the way that people react to things. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I mean like generally thing, like some people are just really self-conscious. Some people if they're scared of rejection. Some people are scared of being taken scared of being taken advantage of. And so all of that can just manifest in these type of toxic behaviors which could cause the other person on the offense to be like this person's just crazy which they could be but then not take into consideration this person is just really broken and a bit yeah. fragile and etc etc mm. so it's a hard balance that yeah. people need to walk on um I, I just suppose you need a lot of wisdom and to deal with it really yeah need a lot what's of next folks you're cancelled. I don't even remember what we t- spoke about in that episode. I don't think it was on that person. <laughs> Your cancelled is cancelled. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Swiftly moving on. Um, this one was one of our most um, responsive 
Yeah. Or responded to episodes. Uh, it's just my preference. Oh. That was a good episode. It was. It was a good episode. It was. Has our, has our opinion changed Absolutely in that? not. No. <laughs> no, no. Early, your opinions haven't changed at all. What was my opinion last time? I remember you made a statement. That black families, that we need more black no, families. No, no, no. No, it was Elizabeth's statement. It was me when yeah. I said race does race matters, but culture doesn't. Right. Yeah, I and she still Ooh, doesn't make it. She stands by that. Oh, Why did she do that? Lip? <laughs> and then I kept. I said to her on several occasions to the point where I'm sure she got slightly annoyed. <laughs> where I said, technically, culture should matter and race should. I yeah, I believe culture should matter more than race. I think. Really? Yes. Because culture, because you can be the same race as someone. And you can have complete different cultural habits. Yeah, but then completely, it's nice you can learn. F- you can learn from someone. But that's what can cause the most issues as well, most tensions. Mm. You can yeah, learn I from guess. someone. Like else imagine well. someone growing up in the Caribbean, fresh off the boat from, let's say, I don't know, Jamaica, so it's generic Caribbean country. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, just find something more that like, no one really talks oh, about. Oh come that on, much. man! It, do- it actually doesn't and matter. Antigua. <laughs> It actually doesn't matter. And I want to say Nigeria, but that's bait as well. And then someone like... Uh, Congo. Congo. No, Kenya. And then you put those two together. Yeah, I imagine that can cause a lot of tension. Yeah. And so it's because it's two different cultures. Yeah. When I say that race matters, but culture doesn't, what I mean by that is I will only date a black man, Mm. but I will not pick a specific black man from a culture. But seriously, will you only date black men? Yes. After all the statistics you heard, Lizzie, but black men aren't thinking like that. Yeah, but and that was my point in the first place. Yeah, like, but you, you just you got to sift a little bit. Yeah, it's all long, <laughs> but I I want what I want, and I'm not going to settle. So if I have to do some extra work, oh, that's calm. Liz, so, but think of all the fish in the sea because this is personally I get it. I feel like personally, I love you black said men. Personally, already. Yeah. No, okay. Whatever. <laughs> I love black men. That is the ideal. However, if I'm in a position where a lot of black men. Are a bit. That's not the case. So there's a lot of black men now like that. Well, our age in, in the area though, and in London, in the UK, it's a bit of a. Okay, it's hard in West London because let me. T- yeah, that's why you don't just you don't stick to dating. I know, but I'm West just London. saying. Are you gonna limit like? It reminds me of Friends where Joey's like there's chocolate. <laughs> what was he talking about? Different ice creams, and you're just t- sticking with like chocolate chip every <laughs> single time. Yeah. When there may be a bit of strawberry out there, <laughs> there may be a bit of caramel, vanilla. And you're like, nah, just like chocolate. But you show no, I don't want any strawberry. I don't want any caramel. I just want chocolate. No, no I can have chocolate do... mixed with a little bit of something. But there has to be chocolate. Why does it have to be chocolate? <laughs> because it has to be. <laughs> so, but then we're saying that race. So the color of someone's skin is more important than, yeah, than but their I, culture. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what you're essentially saying. I understand what you're saying. No, okay. Because you don't want to. No, but I didn't get to finish my sentence before. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> what I was saying is, yeah. Is that I would like to marry a black man. Yeah. Mm. If if God tells me I have to marry someone else, God, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight him. Like, literally. It has to be God that told me you're not marrying a black I'm man. Out because this guy. <laughs> <laughs> literally it has to be like, Liz, like it's you have to put that man. to bed. <laughs> Otherwise, that's that's what I'm aiming for. Okay. Aiming for <laughs> Girl's aiming for you, you know what I mean, man. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm just being annoyed. When I when I say that culture doesn't matter. Yes, obviously, there is going to be some differences between, like, my culture and another person's culture. But that, to me, wouldn't be a limiting factor unless we butt heads severely. You'd marry someone who is, because they're black, someone straight from Somalia, rather than some 
white person from Britain. Because think of it, you'd have less problems Why with, is that in terms of culture. No, I'm just saying, but this is what I'm saying. It's not important. Ultimately, what you've done is you've said, no, I treasure the, my British, not treasure, but I have more in common with someone who's British but rather not, than it's someone. Not, it's not about being having something in common. So what is it about then? What? The, it's not about having something in common. It's I don't I don't know how to explain myself, but like those are my I know only you two... have a specific type of black man exactly. in your head. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> even I mean. you saying that it's just like I'll just remove myself from that situation. It's like you can't use like those two comparisons. Okay, Do you know right. what I'm like? It's okay. Ultimately, yes, culture does matter because I'm not gonna marry someone who I'm like severely butting heads with, mm. or there's just no commonality at all. Mm. So yes, culture does matter, mm. but I'm saying that I would rather marry a black man and just like okay, mm-hmm. I would I would pick like I wouldn't just marry like a Nigerian or a Jamaican or someone from the Caribbean like mm. okay because like usually my my type of black guys are from Nigeria or Jamaica I wouldn't just pick from there just mm. because we have commonalities like if I met <laughs> someone from South Africa that why not Ghana man okay fine yeah but Ghana and Ghana's Nigeria they're no, no, like no, they're very different <laughs> not that they're the same but it's like oh they Nigeria are very similar Ghana, they are very, or, very like, similar do you know what I mean like some random we want to we want to move some across some random we want to you know what? This is a mess. This whole section. You said some random African. This whole section is a mess. I was random African country, but I didn't finish what I was going to say. Okay. Yes, culture is important. Mm. I'm not saying that it isn't. Don't get me wrong. Because if someone's culture is extremely different from my own to the point where they are just like crapping on my opinions obviously that can't run i'm <laughs> just in your opinions what you can say pillows <laughs> crapping, on my crapping on your pillow <laughs> <laughs> on my opinions <laughs> obviously that can't run so yes so cult- next cultural difference <laughs> <laughs> no honey we don't do that here <laughs> we sleep on pillows <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So if he's crapping on your opinions, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, that can't run. What I'm saying is, is that embracing someone's culture or me not being familiar with mm. someone's culture won't stop me from dating them. That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I get that. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like I wasn't making myself very clear before. <laughs> <laughs> no. I understand what you said in the first one. I was just being pedantic. I just wanted to like really <laughs> break that down. What you were saying? Have your opinions changed? You're kind of on the whole race thing now. Are you? I've kind of moved on from. Uh, we always knew Leo was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> she gets so tricky when we say if, that. If race doesn't matter, why is your face like that? I didn't say race doesn't <laughs> matter. I didn't say race doesn't matter. You guys need to stop speaking that in to life. <laughs> stop it. I wasn't going to say race doesn't matter. Mm. No, unfortunately, race does matter. Race shouldn't matter to me. Race is a farce. Okay. That's a whole different conversation. You bring that up every time we talk about this. Well, well it we'll, is. We'll, we'll it talk is about this first. in the next season. I think there are different we ethnicities. Will, I think there are different ethnicities on different con- continents. But the whole idea of like or black, white, brown, or like Caucasian. The concept was made by racists. Though. The concept was made by racists. And so. But it's, it's not real, though. It's not actually real. What do you mean race isn't real? I don't look the same as a white person. But that's I know. not what race is, though. So what is race, race? is like a categorization. So it came based oh, on like skin tone and what your 
your how big your skull is. <laughs> like, that's like like they they put you into like mongoloid, yeah, Caucasian, Africanus, all that nonsense. Like it's not the same. It's just not. There is there are more genetic differences between some Africans in Africa than say like I don't know. Please finish that sentence because I actually want to refute what you're about to say. Okay. A European no evidence. A European. Oh, the scientist is coming out. A European and some someone else. What? All right. All right. Let me go. Okay. What you say? No, I, but I was going to make a joke. No, but I'm honestly saying I really I think race is a farce. However, we have to. Do live you think it's reductive? Yeah. Oh my God, man! Can you just talk about your dating preferences? What is oh, this? Change, 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 change. Sorry, yeah, I don't know why I got that. No, dating preferences. No, of course, I'm so I mean, like, I would love to marry a black guy, but I'm not thinking like limit myself. So you're open to anyone? Don't lie. Do you know what she's lying for a fancy? Because every time I say limit, what if you get with my guy? She she goes. She pulls. She gets really vexed. I don't get vexed. She I don't just get, pulls a face. I'm not getting vexed. Because she doesn't want to marry a white man, so therefore she does have a preference. Wait, not that, wait, hold on, guys. Can we just say it? Not that there's anything wrong with white men. I don't... It's not I don't want to marry a white back. guy. It's not... That's not the thing. So or you... Specific, uh, let me specify. A white British man. Yeah. Because yeah. if it was Italian, you'd be all over that. No. I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't. Since wouldn't when? No, no, When no. have I ever been attracted to, to Italian Spanish men? Spanish, maybe, but not Italian. Spanish? Not Italian. Where are these, where are these coming <laughs> Spanish. Italian. You guys just put the whole of our teenage years in a box and oh, wait, okay. Oh, yeah, okay, teenage years. is a very embarrassing time. <laughs> <laughs> and I really don't want to go back <laughs> to that. <laughs> I still don't want to bring up things from that time, especially in terms of men I was attracted to. <laughs> but I'm not. Oh, I know I prefer to my black guy. I'm not limited to that. But I understand. When black women are saying hello, like what's happening? Like why are black men dating disproportionately outside of their racial group? My ideas around the podcast haven't changed. Yeah. Um. However, I just wait. What was something said in the comments? I yeah. I remember comment a commentator said. I'm gonna go have a look before Ariela starts misquoting people. <laughs> something about we made a point. I think saying that these black men have black mothers and black sisters, and yet oh yeah yeah. yeah and then yeah. I had a friend message and me saying he... yeah that has got nothing to do. With, with that, that black yeah. parents, but having black mothers. And black well, yeah, of course it, it, it. Of course, it doesn't have to do with having black mothers because if they actually linked the fact that they have black mothers to what they're saying, they wouldn't do it. So it, mm. it, it transcends that. Do you like if you actually deep it? Mm. When they're making these comments, they're not thinking about their mums, but it involves their mums because they're talking about black women as a whole. Mm. So yeah, he's right. It doesn't have to do with that. I got another comment from a guy who spoke about the fact that he was one of those guys like he didn't really look at black women because he he had consumed negative stereotypes from mm. television and it was like a penny drop almost that like yeah it's bad because and actually the type that he was going after yeah was the, the one type that he was face. going after was the ones that were probably the ones who were also quite racist or they did it or to prejudiced. kind of spite their fathers and stuff like that um so it was very interesting to hear how media and projections of black femininity or the lack of black femininity have but affected people's dating preferences but i remember you saying something that was i thought thought was quite annoying but thought was quite annoying but i didn't know really how to combat it It was like why is it important it is important no i was saying that in i was being the devil's advocate because technically it shouldn't be important oh yeah but we said it it wouldn't be important if it wasn't 
motivated those well the motivators were due to like prejudices and self-hate right and drinking so up. for those reasons it's, it is important yeah. but it shouldn't be important who we date it yeah. shouldn't be but unfortunately it is um someone in the comments i'm just gonna read part of it said mm. i would disagree with the concept of love being political it should be above it all it should be, but it isn't. Yeah. In this day and age, sometimes you have love to... Love is political. I think love is political. Sometimes you have to turn things that shouldn't be political into political things. I, Obviously, love should transcend everything. So mm. don't just marry someone like a black person because you want to have a black family because that is so problematic in itself. Is it problematic? What, love being political? Marrying someone because of duty. Wanting to marry your own race, is that marrying because of duty? Like, Is that the same thing? No, but yeah, at the same time. No, it's problematic when I think about it. It's problematic. But I feel like those elements of like marrying for duty isn't necessarily a bad thing all the time. Yeah, but, that's but I would feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but a black person saying that they want to marry black because they feel like they need to create black families. Is that problematic? No, I don't think it's that problematic. It can be problematic depending on the rest of their stances, but... In light of everything and how mm. black people are viewed and how there is an erasure, especially of British Caribbean culture. Mm. I don't think it's a bad thing to want to marry, to carry on the culture, as long as obviously you're marrying out of love. Obviously, me just being like, I'm marrying this Jamaican man because he's Jamaican. And that's that. That is so problematic. If I find a Jamaican man that I fall in love with and, you know, I just happen to have... That's going to be hard. Jamaican... <laughs> because <laughs> boy <laughs> and i just happen to have babies with him like get married and have babies with him then great but like i would love to carry on that but if it doesn't happen that's life in it fair enough our next topic after that was our christian parents oppressive i think we all just concluded no but can be in some, in some yeah. cases yeah definitely all yeah. religions have parents that can be oppressive it's not yeah. just christianity it's not even do you feel like you change your views there in terms of i remember we were saying how we feel towards christianity now in response to how our parent raised us have you ever have you come to any new realizations since then mm. or new thoughts no, not uh, really. So yeah, I feel pretty much the same. That was only like Which a month point? and a half ago. So that's so true. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, six weeks is a long time to to form new opinions about something. But no, I had. It's the same. Okay. And our last episode was Britain, home of the racists. I've, I mean, you can go on the internet and see that for yourself. <laughs> no, <laughs> these past two weeks have been a lot of things. Even I, I had to step off of Twitter. Like, yeah, I legit had to take a step back. Even and, yesterday, there was a video circulating around of what's that? David Starkey. He was saying oh, that. Sark, Starkey. Oh, he, good old Starkey. He was saying that um, slavery wasn't <laughs> a genocide because there are so many Africans. No, damn blacks. Yeah. <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah, they he said damn blacks. <laughs> damn Blacks in Africa and in Britain. No, he said that. No, I, you know, I saw people comment like quote tweets yeah. in the video, and I was like, I'm not even going to do that to myself. So I just didn't watch it. It wasn't triggering because I know what his politics are. Like, like, yeah. I don't know who he is. So I laughed okay. a little bit, like, wow, he just said that. He actually said damn blacks on a yeah, televised I wasn't, interview. I wasn't Darren Gra Grime. Darren, what's his name called? Grimes. Grimes. It's like an upcoming, like, conservative thinker activist. One of those loud ones on Twitter that all their followers have like tired of the patriot honest. flags in and. <laughs> and to be honest, if you think that Britain is not racist, you're in a delusional bu bubble and you need to sort it out. So. It's Britain's racism, I think, though, to the point where black people 
cannot succeed. No, but it just makes it harder for us. How do you feel like you should respond to people when they say when you say Britain's racist and says, Yeah, but look at it compared to other European countries? It doesn't matter it doesn't matter in comparison to other people's It's true. Even if it's still one percent racist, it's still racist. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, silly. That's silly. Huh? <laughs> that's a bit silly. I think that comment's a bit silly. How? Because <laughs> <laughs> How? <laughs> if, it, if, if a place is still one percent racist, never gonna, still... I always feel like no. It's, it's like no. A, Lizzie, but think of it. If wait, it's a house, hello. <laughs> wait, can I just make a point of why she, that why she can't no, say one percent? No, no, 1%. no, no. Let me finish. Okay, obviously not one percent, but you know what I mean, man. Why are you nitpicking at my statement? You know what I mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, because I feel as though there was this push to eradicate racism in the UK. But you can't do that. Exactly. So at what point do we stop pushing? You don't. Okay. I kind of disagree, but I just think we turn our attention. I like we I feel like I don't feel like it should be like the main no, political def- point. No, definitely yeah. not. But through I'm not saying we stop doing that right now. Yeah, through creating opportunities for ourselves and building a space for ourselves, that is that's a form of yeah. pushing back. Yes, I so agree. So that's why I say you never stop oh, okay. pushing. I agree with that statement. I've noticed on the internet, on Twitter, that People are racist and they just don't know it. Or we're getting to the point where people are racist and they don't just care. don't care. Like That's what it is. At they this don't point. care. And I feel like we have a lot of people on Twitter, especially absolving racists or racism, trying to change their minds. When you, what is it when you... I don't know what you're doing. It's when you're trying to get them to do something. You appeal to their... Emotions. Senses, emotions, brains. yeah. Right, and... And it's like they're having these conversations with them as if they're going to change their mind. Like, the way I see it, a racist is a racist. But yeah. then also at the same time, I do feel like there's this become this appetite for racism on, on the internet. Like there's an appetite to see it and to share it and to circulate it. Yeah, so it's become so somewhat like a porn. Like, what's the next dose of racism to see today? Yeah. And then everyone kind of gets whipped up and into what, a frenzy. Yeah. But the thing is... What and I feel like it takes away from the conversation. And also yeah. it's making us desensitised. Yeah. Which is why people are saying more... Day day by day, I'm seeing more outrageous things on Twitter. Yeah, um, anti-black racism. I, so I don't think... I know some people may not like this. I don't think black people should be calling out every little thing of racism. Because I feel like when the big things come up... Then we're not taken seriously. Then we're not taken seriously. Yeah. If like someone says like something people, stupid, people are be or like the working, like, I'm talking about the working class man who doesn't really have a job or something like that. Working class man and feels disenfranchised. You, know, you mean just your poor white working class guy? Your white working class guy doesn't. Who who feels a bit disenfranchised? Who doesn't feel like the government cares about him? And he says some type of throwaway comment, or he's like, "I want to go down and defend, defend <laughs> the statue." statue. I know. I'm not scared of those people. <laughs> actually, I pity a lot of them because they actually have been ignored by their government. Well, that's what, that's not because they're white there, just because they're working, working class. class. I, mean, working class yeah. I know, but the thing is, people are like, look actually, at all these. These are the people we need to know. In actual fact, you get a lot of middle class people who look at them and be like, "Oh gosh, look at these dirty racists," and then they themselves have a more sophisticated yeah. type of racism. Those, but I don't think black people are the one... This is what I sometimes think we get too caught up about. We should not have been retweeting, going up in arms against these yeah, poor white working class men who don't have any power. The Black Lives Matter protest was actually cancelled yeah. for that reason. Mm. It was really? Just, uh, black people, some black people just went there to just go there. No, but no, the actual, go no, there but no I know. But that when they came down that day to defend the statues or whatever <laughs> they were doing... <laughs> <laughs> the actual Black Lives Matter protest was cancelled for that exact reason, which I agree with because that would have just caused oh, so many problems. And as you see, the black people who were there, yeah, were. everyone was demonised. Mm-hmm. And that, you know what? That one image that came out of that that day that annoyed me was that black man carrying carry- the <laughs> 
<laughs> of course they both did that. That's what we've been doing for years. It was like they loved it, isn't it? They loved it. Look, I understand why both people saw it. Like some people thought it was like a nice thing. Some people just thought it was disgusting. I had a mixed emotions mm. about it. I just... Uh, I just was like, why is it necessary? That's what I thought. Like, is mm. you're literally just like that image to me was f- screamed. Look at me, there are good black people. That's what that image screamed to me, and I was just like, what do you think? think it's be done there, guys. Perceptions, isn't it? What do black people need to do though? I, I now that this it. is all dying down, what yeah. do we need to do? I think we need to. The conversation needs to move away from trying to educate people about their racism because at this yeah. point, if you're ignoring it, Racism's you're actually just being ignorant. Yeah. So if you're going to stay in that, do you, boo, I don't have time. What needs needs to happen is what I said before. Black people need to come together, support their own, build spaces for us. And that's pretty much it, really, because we can't be talking, talking. Yeah, like there has to be a point where action Mm -hmm. is done. Talking numbers. Sorry, I need to stop that. Yeah, you do. There has to to be a point where action is taken. And it's not always like, oh, poor me. Like, I can't, you know, like, I can't win this. Mm. Or I can't get into this white space. Cool. Create your own. Create your own space. What? It's kind of a conservative approach, isn't it? Is it? Carry on. Is it? Mm. Yeah. I don't think so, but cool. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so... um, I think we need to come together and support our own mm. because we're actually one of the communities that does not do that as much as others. And yeah, just keep pushing to break into spaces where you can make a difference or just create your own because at the end of the day, we know Britain's racist. We know the majority of people aren't going to change. And mm. we need to... We have changed a bit. The majority of people are not going to change their viewpoint. Deep it, we're 3% population in the UK step outside of london it's a different story so yes i well i could i personally believe the majority of people aren't going to change their views or are going to change okay the older generation i'm talking mm-hmm. about i feel like our generation would be like they're, yeah receptive. they're stepping up they're more receptive and they're more open to change and actually mm. changing but yes the older generation i think they're so set in their ways that obviously not all of them but um it's going to be a lot harder for them to break out of a cycle that they've been doing for like decades mm-hmm. Ignorance. Yeah, exactly. Willful ignorance. And that's, even. I think, another thing that needs to be addressed. Please, please, for those who are on the right of politics or on the left, talking about race and prejudice and racism is not a left-wing talking point. I'm tired of seeing on Twitter all this wokenism, all this wokeism, all this identity politics. As though, like, talking about racism isn't a bad thing. It's not something that's just made for the left. It's not something that's made for people who are snowflakes. Everyone can join in the conversation and we can have fruitful conversations if people are able to listen. And just to understand... Humility, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, people lack so much humility and I think that's due to, like, social media as well because you actually don't really need to listen to other people when you're just putting some reckless comment online but people need to do that yeah i think also people just need to be more understanding yeah like saying that people's experiences are invalid is just so disgusting because you can never completely understand someone else's viewpoint so you just like crapping on someone else's opinion is just dumb because you don't you actually don't know and as someone who is not a black person, you will never, ever, ever, ever experience what we have experienced. So all of this, all of this stuff of like people like, mm, is it really that bad? If we say it's that bad, it's that bad. You don't, you don't have a right to ask that question. 
question. Oh, I, I'm uncomfortable with allowing people to question, but uh, what if some people? Because I'm just thinking, okay, maybe not I've, question, invalidate. No, yeah, invalidate, yeah, invalidate. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's invalidate. Yeah. invalidate. That's it. Entire. Yeah, yeah, I can no, agree yeah, with that. definitely. Yeah, question was not the right word. It's definitely sometimes you have to be questioned or allow questioning mm. so that other people can understand. Mm. What I meant was you don't invalidate other so, people's yeah. experiences yeah, because you, you don't know. Yeah, I like I that. that. All together, then, guys, how do you feel like this went down? Like, how did we feel about the body of work? I think it's improved from the beginning to now. Oh, yeah. Of course, that's what happens when you practice. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine from this podcast you've got a, a nice um, <laughs> sense of each other's personalities. Sense of each personalities. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Um, I think it's it's definitely shown me some things about myself since doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Stop. <laughs> Elizabeth is the shadiest girl you will ever meet. Um, in terms of my ideals, what I believe, my work ethic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What I post on Insta, what I don't. How um, many times Liz has to ask you to do stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you can hear from Elizabeth the frustration in her voice, but I, I personally feel like it's slightly improved. Come okay. on, you gotta give it to me. Come on. <laughs> what about you, Ariella? <laughs> I feel like it's been all right. It's been all right. I've been happy with how the conversation has grown since the first one. I was surprised that we got positive feedback for the first one because the sound was just a hot mess. Um, and I wasn't, I didn't like my talking points that much, but people really enjoyed it. So I guess because it was relatable. Yeah, it was relatable. I've been, it's been interesting hearing your opinions and your beliefs and just the, I suppose you, you sometimes don't realise that everyone's different and has their own opinions. And because we're friends, I think we sometimes assume that a lot of the things are going to be similar, mm. but, or dissimilar, but it's been just surprising hearing everyone's, hearing everyone's thoughts and actually seeing growth. Can like everyone's grown quite a bit emotionally spiritually what is that part from characters of the caribbean okay <laughs> we're gonna end this soon um, <laughs> what does jack sparrow say i definitely enjoyed seeing this podcast i love jack i'm looking Sparrow. forward to him not that my opinion matters <laughs> i'm looking forward to next no no it doesn't <laughs> to next season i agree with um ariella it's been really interesting to hear you guys opinions even my twin sister and then my best friend it's been interesting to hear her opinion on things and because sometimes you don't pick each we don't pick each other's brains all the time about Mm. our deep held beliefs but i've enjoyed it i think it's was closer i think over the year from when we started at the beginning of the year this podcast has shown me a lot of things i.e. how I don't want to work with the twins in any type of business venture ever in my life. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Okay, no, you're not joking. <laughs> in all seriousness. <laughs> in all seriousness. Um, I'm actually really glad we started this because it's been a nice outlet to have um, quite like more in-depth conversations than I would usually have actually and just getting to like the root of some stuff so for example like the preferences conversation that Mm. actually brought out a lot of things that obviously I knew but just like my way of thinking it kind of just like brought that out but um yeah I've actually I've really enjoyed it I've loved um the feedback we've been getting on the last few episodes um and seeing like you guys become more engaged that's been great and I sound really disinterested, but I promise. Really do. I promise I am. Um, no, 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 no. 
And yeah, no, like I, I'm really glad that we've gone on this journey together, as frustrating as you guys are sometimes. <laughs> Touche. But no, yeah, it's been it's been good. I've enjoyed it. I think we've picked really good topics. And yeah, Liz out. <laughs> wow. As you guys can hear, this episode has been all over the gaff, as I like to say. All over the gaff. But we've just really just been doing the cover. We've really enjoyed doing this. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Peace out. Whoop, whoop.